we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson, wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's gonna go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it's time for part one of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring in our friend, who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Let's jump right into the mailbag with Grush NYC. He says, how do the Jets possibly justify keeping Keith Carter as their offensive line coach after all of this? He's a terrible coach and a player safety liability who is universally despised by not only former players, but current players who are being ignored by the team. And these players now have no choice but to publicly make it clear how much they hate him. <laughs> I wish I could argue with anything that you just said, but I can't. I never really liked the Keith Carter hiring in the first place. It's become clearer and clearer just how bad he really is. He's like the Adam Gase of offensive line coaches. And I honestly couldn't answer for you what's going on here. I know he's buddies with Salah from their Seattle days. 
maybe Aaron Rodgers likes him or something, or Nathaniel Hackett likes him. So because Nathaniel Hackett likes him, Aaron Rodgers likes him because Aaron Rodgers likes Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know, but this level of loyalty is pretty much insane. I know that the argument has been that no good offensive line coach would want to take this job considering the fact that the staff is going to be on the hot seat, whether they say they are or not, because if they don't make the playoffs next year, we all pretty much know that they're going to be gone. But there's got to be somebody out there that's a better offensive line coach than Keith Carter that would take this job. Has to be. Yeah, and the thing that worries me, Scott, about Carter, and you know, agreed on all counts. I don't know how you bring him back, but you know, Salah will because he's, you know, again, he doesn't want to hurt his friend's feelings, and that's you know, priority number one for him. Um, what my concern now that you know, I mean, players talk, right? Like you have current players making fun of him, you have former players making fun of him, saying they don't like playing for him. What's your pitch to a free agent who you call up? Maybe he comes in for a visit and he goes, Oh, by the way, like I know guys who I trust in who have played for this guy. And they told me to stay, you know, stay a mile away. Like when when a coach is that disliked within the building and and by that many players, um, I don't know how you make that pitch to free agents. Like, of course, the Jets are going to say wonderful things about the coach, um, you know, to the player. But if the players are talking and these names get around in league circles, it could be a thing where the only guys willing to come to the Jets are the guys that nobody else wants. Next question comes in from Peter LaFontaine. He asks, who are the most likely five offensive line starters for the Jets in 2024? Also, what is the best case scenario for the offensive line? So we said this before. I think best case scenario is probably an average to slightly below average offensive line. That's workable if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. It's not ideal, but it's something you could get by with. The most likely five starters for the line I would say Tittman, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Lakin Tomlinson are probably going to be starters. And again, there's a wrinkle here because Tomlinson was terrible, but he was also very healthy, started all the games. And so you could move on from him, but it would be $10 million in dead cap. Is that something you want to do? You'd have to basically sit down and decide whether or not you think Tomlinson is going to be able to rebound enough to be at least a decent offensive lineman. And the other wrinkle, of course, is Elijah Vera Tucker said the other day he's not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. So then do you want to get rid of Lake and Tomlinson? And then you don't have that kind of depth there. At tackle, does Vera Tucker settle in at tackle? Or does he end up playing guard? Because what you could do is obviously Vera Tucker goes to tackle and then you've got Tipman and Lakin Tomlinson on the interior part of the line and maybe you draft somebody like Powers Johnson who we talked about before and then you got to get another tackle is that somebody like George Fant who is probably the best realistic free agent that the Jets could get Jonah Williams too I suppose but he's not even really that good people keep talking about Jonah Williams he's not really all that good if you look at his pro football focus grades and watch some of the tape He's at best okay, which goes to show you how tough it is to get good offensive linemen in free agency. So you bring back somebody like Fant, I guess, who's at least serviceable. And I think what you're probably looking at here is the Jets are going to look to get at least one rookie to be a starter at tackle. And beyond that, it's going to depend on what else happens in free agency and if they can move around in the draft or somebody falls to their spot. Because like somebody said before, if the Jets say bring back Mackay Becton, 
then draft a tackle at number 10 and are able to luck into somebody like Powers Johnson with the third round pick, then at that point, you've got a situation where you might have a couple of nice long-term starters on that line if Vera Tucker can stay healthy because you'd have Vera Tucker, you'd have Tipman, you'd have Powers Johnson, and you'd have whoever you drafted as the rookie tackle. And if somehow Becton is able to stay healthy and put some more good games together, he's a possibility there too. So I think at this point, you have to say the most realistic five starters would be Tomlinson, Tipman, Vera Tucker on the interior, and then at tackle, probably some veteran, whether that's Becton being brought back or somebody like Fant, and then drafting a player like Fashanu or Latham or somebody else if they move down the board a little bit. That's probably your most likely, but there's so many things that are going to happen between now and the draft that I can't say definitively, but this is just as of this moment, if I were to guess. Yeah, I think it's 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 such a an impossible exercise. It's tough enough to do as the season's coming closer when, when you have a, a line that's up in the air and you know who's on the roster. We're just so far from even knowing that. You know, Fant is a guy that I, I'd said I would have preferred over a lot of the tackles they brought in this year. I wish they would have brought him back. I know he had the injury, but... Once he was cleared, I thought he was a better option than some of the guys out there. Um, if there's, I don't know if there's any bad blood because when he did sign here the first time, he got bounced around. We're going to play you here, then they move him there. So I don't know if he would rather not come back to that. Um, and, of course, AVT is, is a big X factor. You know, the Jets are saying, you know, Salah said we want to keep him at one spot. Well, they've said in the past they think his best position is guard, but he's capable of playing tackle. So... If you're going to put him at one spot, do you say we're going to put you at the spot where we're going to get you at your best? Or do we put you with the more critical spot that's harder to fill and and have you do a solid job at tackle versus a dominant job at guard? Um, and he may become a, a dominant tackle, not to say he can't. So really too many questions to answer. That's why I'm, I'm so looking forward to the draft and free agency to get a look at some of these guys because they obviously need help at a lot of these spots. I think the any hope of Max Mitchell becoming a player were kind of ditched this year. Now I've heard people say maybe it was maybe he never fully recovered from the medical stuff from the previous year. I mean, I think it is true that he looked better as a rookie than he did last year, although he didn't look great. I think a lot of people kind of overstated how good he was. But just way too many questions at this point and and the one you raised Scott about, you know, Tomlinson and the dead cap. Every year, you know, it's not uncommon for teams to carry a lot of dead cap if they think it's worth letting a guy go. Um so I'm I think Tomlinson is probably back, but if they maybe find a way to to rework Mosley, because I, you know, Mosley, I was I was sure was going to be gone, but the way he played this past year, I'm not so sure anymore. Although he's a 17 million dollar cap relief after a, a post June first cut, whereas Tomlinson is 13. So we'll we'll see, but way too many questions to say definitively. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, why is Salah more loyal to Keith Carter than he was to Mike LaFleur? Players hate Carter, and yet Salah keeps backing him. There are a ton of good offensive line coaches out there. If Woody is willing to pay, why do the Jets always have to get recycle coaches who are bad rather than somebody new? Well, to be fair, Mike LaFleur wasn't recycled. He was somebody new, and it didn't really work out here. I think what happened with Mike LaFleur, and this is sort of the impression you get based on the article that was written by Zach Rosenblatt in The Athletic and then a couple of other things where you can connect the dots, is that they knew it wasn't working here offensively, and I think a big part of it is because of how poorly it went with Zach Wilson and the lack of development and the problems that Wilson and LaFleur had getting on the same page and LaFleur being stubborn and all that. And I think Salas sort of understood that while... He didn't want his friend not to be here anymore. Both he and LaFleur knew that it was only a matter of time. And so LaFleur was going to have other opportunities elsewhere. I think it was sort of a situation where everybody realized it was what was ultimately going to be best. And LaFleur's done fine with the Rams. I know people are puffing their chests about him, but all he's really done is change their running scheme. It's mostly Sean McVay's show out there, so I don't know why people are getting so carried away. And listen, sometimes it's okay if you learn from a failure and you go somewhere else and do better. And also, if you're under the thumb of one of the best offensive minds in the game, that helps too. So that's what's going on with Mike LaFleur. As far as Keith Carter, I think it's as simple as Robert Sellett doesn't really like getting rid of people, and he doesn't have to this time because Aaron Rodgers gives him the excuse to keep everybody intact. He can just say, well, look, Aaron Rodgers got hurt four snaps in. What did you expect? Also, by the way, he had 800,000 injuries. What was he supposed to do? And Woody Johnson seems to be on board with running it back because he seems to believe, and this is what the Jets sold everybody on, Aaron Rodgers will fix everything. So I think that's really what's going on with Keith Carter. To me, it's a mistake. And as I said, even if you're convinced that most of the best offensive line coaches wouldn't take the job, you'd be better off taking some young assistant offensive line coach off a team that has a good offensive line and hoping for the best rather than continuing to trot out somebody who's more or less a guaranteed failure. Yeah, I think I think the only reason LaFleur was let go, it, you, you get every sort of indication that Woody intervened there and 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 made that happen. I don't think Salah would have let him go either. 
So it, I don't think it's a matter of Salah being less loyal to Lafleur. I think Lafleur would still be here had it been up to him. And as far as Carter goes, you know, you said it all, and I've mentioned it. I just, I'm, I'm just convinced that this is a head coach who, um, who values his friendships and relationships over everything else. Next question comes in from Jets, Jets, Jets ninety nine. That's an interesting handle. Why is JD blamed for the Jets' problems? Every good thing the Jets have came from Joe Douglas. Critiquing Joe Douglas for not bringing in a backup quarterback is silly. Zach Wilson was the third overall pick three drafts ago. Actually, he was the second overall pick, but okay. He was a more than capable backup with a higher ceiling than any other backup in the league. See, this is kind of where it gets frustrating because... I've always tried to be nuanced when it comes to Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Woody Johnson and everybody. Sometimes there are people that give these guys too much blame, and then there are people that give them too much leeway. And this guy would be in the latter category because not every good thing the Jets have is because of Joe Douglas. And he does deserve criticism for not bringing in a backup quarterback unless Woody Johnson said, I've spent all the money I'm going to spend. Make it work with what you have. If that's the case, then fine. But other than that, you cannot say that Zach Wilson was a more than capable backup just because he was drafted two overall. The whole reason that the Jets went and got Aaron Rodgers is because Zach Wilson wasn't working out. By their own admission, the plan was for Wilson to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, redshirt, learn, and hopefully develop into something. Now, I always thought that plan was a bit of a long shot. But it was worth a try because the Jets were tied to him monetarily anyway. So my thought was, and Glenn, we talked about this, sit him as the third quarterback. You get yourself an established backup in case something happens to 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, and away you go. But the Jets skipped that part about getting the veteran backup with a track record, and I think it cost them. Now, does that mean that if Jacoby Brissett had been the quarterback of the Jets, they would have made the playoffs? Not necessarily. I can't tell you that for sure. Do I think they'd have had a better chance? Yeah, probably I do. So when it comes to that particular issue, I think unless Woody Johnson jumped in and said no more money for quarterbacks, that's absolutely on Joe Douglas for not doing something. And there are plenty of other issues that we can get into here. Obviously, taking Mekhi Becton over Tristan Wirfs and Becton not working out to this point. I know that Becton's had injuries and it's been unlucky, but even when he's played, he hasn't been anywhere near as good as Tristan Wirfs. So you take it on the chin there. You take a look at that entire 2020 draft, and at this point, you'd have to say that the best pick in that draft, I can't believe I'm saying this, may have been Ashton Davis. It was a terrible draft. I know everybody wants to blame Adam Gase, but Douglas was the one making the picks. Even 2021, look, he took Zach Wilson. That was ultimately his call, and he deserves criticism for that. Elijah Moore didn't work out. He drafted Elijah Moore. Now, Douglas has, for the most part, done what he can to try and fix the mistakes that he's made. For example, two years of Zach Wilson led to him going out and trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Elijah Moore fell out of favor here, so he went ahead and traded him. So Douglas at least sometimes tries to self-correct, whereas I don't think Salah does that as much. But to sit here and say that there are no black marks 
on Joe Douglas's resume is ridiculous. If you want to argue that he's been more good than bad, fine. You can argue that if you want. No problem. I might argue against it. I tend to be somewhere in between the people that love Joe Douglas and hate Joe Douglas, but at least it's an argument you could have. But to sit here and say that Douglas deserves no criticism for anything and that there's no criticism to be given towards him for not getting a veteran backup instead of sticking with Zach Wilson, who by his own admission wasn't ready to see the field in 2023, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think uh, it's pretty well known. I'm, I am I fall on the, the like Joe Douglas side of the argument, but... They, I mean, we I did a show last night where we did a full, a comprehensive breakdown of all of Joe Douglas's offseason moves, and most of them were Fs. Like, this was a terrible, terrible offseason for him. He made, you know, he, he not going after DeAndre Hopkins, even I don't care that he had Corey Davis at the time. They still needed more help at receiver. That ended up coming back to bite them. Not going after a backup quarterback, which I've, I'm, I'm in the camp, and call me conspiracy theorist if you want. You kind of touched on it, Scott. The fact that he went with Tim Boyle, as his QB three, who has no business being in the NFL, and he stuck with Zach as his two, despite obviously, very obviously, recognizing it was time to replace Zach, but didn't get a better backup. I do believe that he was told, with all the resources we've put into quarterback between Rodgers and Zach this season, like you're not getting any more. Find make it work. Find a, a vet minimum quarterback, and preferably one who knows the offense. So that would have meant either Tim Boyle or going out and getting uh, getting ripping, but they went with Boyle. But I, I'm not sold on that being 100% Joe. But as I said, the DeAndre Hopkins was a fail. Not taking a receiver instead of Will McDonald, which I think over time will reflect well. But for what the goal was supposed to be, which was we have a one- to two-year window, let's win now. It sh- the, the entire draft class, and I said this after the draft, I said, I like some of these players, but he just approached this draft like they're coming off of a, a Super Bowl and they're just stocking some depth. If the plan is to win now, get guys who are going to play now. So I feel like Joe Douglas picked some talented guys, but the approach was terrible. I felt like he gave up too much in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, be, for being the only team interested, you don't give up a one or a two for a guy that no one else is bidding on. So Joe... I, as you said, I think, and you may disagree, and that's fine, but I think he has done more good than bad, and I think some of the bad has been not unavoidable, but not 100% on him, and I think the biggest issue has been the health, and I'm not, and I, I said it earlier, you look at the guys he's drafted who haven't been able to stay healthy, they had zero problems staying healthy before they came became Jets, whether it's Mackay Becton, AVT, um, Chuck Clark, um, Cam Clark who was a guy that I loved out of college. A lot of people thought he would be a developmental guy who would eventually start at guard. Started more games in college at Charlotte than any player in history. Started 30 in a row at one point. Comes to the Jets and breaks his neck. I mean, all of these things, uh, like I hold the GM accountable for what he can control. He can't control Becton's knee getting dislocated, AVT tearing his Achilles and his triceps and all the stuff that's out of his control. So I think he's done a lot of good. But to say that he shouldn't get some heat for this past offseason, which was, to me, by far his worst, I think is incorrect. That's going to wrap up part one of the weekend mailbag. Thanks to my buddy Glenn Naughton for jumping on with me. He'll be back tomorrow to answer more questions with me. In the meantime, check out everything he's doing over at JetNation.com and listen to him on JetNation Radio. Check out everything we're doing, too, over at PlayLikeAJet.com. We've got lots of great stuff over there. 
And we've got great things for you to purchase over in our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And by the way, we wouldn't mind some positive reviews on Spotify too. So if you want to review us on Apple and Spotify, please say nice things if you like the show. And if you don't like the show, then don't say anything. As the old saying goes, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So make sure you give us those positive reviews over on iTunes and Spotify. And remember, for the latest and greatest New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.